welcome into the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. Let's go. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome into another episode of the Triple Play Fantasy Baseball Show. A proud member of Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. D-Mendy here, joined by Marty Party and the Doc for a special episode, a bonus episode of the baseball podcast as we are talking the AFL, the Arizona Fall League, the first pitch recap. We had an amazing weekend experiencing all the awesome events, the panels, the people, everything you could imagine. Uh, I think this trip was that and more. Fellas, how was your AFL experience? Marty Party, first, I'm sure your first time going out to Arizona. What was your experience like? Yes. Well, second time going to Arizona. I've, been, I've done the Phoenix Ooh. thing and stayed okay. downtown and, and did all of that. But this is the first time going to good old Mesa. And uh, I mean, it was so much fun. I mean, I just, as we talked, we finally got to meet each other, which we'll go into. But um, yeah, it was absolutely incredible being seeing all of these faces and all of these people who we've talked to for years, you know, or we've listened to their podcasts or we followed them, um, got to meet them all in real life. And they're all, they're all really nice. You know, they're genuinely good people. They're down to earth. You know, you could walk up to any group of people and just have a nice conversation, whether it was about baseball or beer or food or complaining about something. I don't know, whatever it was, you could do whatever you wanted to do. So um, overall, amazing weekend meeting you guys um, and meeting all of these brand new people. And yeah, we'll get into the actual baseball stuff, but it was cool just from like a human perspective, you know, just to see everybody. Yeah, Doc. I know we could talk about the same thing, but I'm going to ask you directly. How is it meeting Marty Party in person? Because ultimately, that's our first question here. We've been doing shows together for over a year now, and this was the first time we met Marty Party in person. I know you thought he might not be real, but is he real? And he's, he's spectacular. You know, a great Seinfeld reference. I walked into the hotel, you know, we're texting, and I just look up. I'm like, wow, he looks the same as he did on Wednesday when, he, when we did our podcast. And he came in and I was going for the handshake. And he said, nah, nah, give me a hug, man. And uh, I mean, you know, we do this podcast and obviously on air, we talk about baseball, but we talk a lot off air. We talk through text and, um, you know, he's, he's part of the triple play family. He's a brother. So it's cool. That's uh, finally the guy that I'm closest to that I'd never met. Uh, he's now off that list. So. Yeah, I echo that a brother and it was awesome in the triple playhouse together all weekend at Bubba. Yeah, Bubba coined that, and it stuck all weekend, became a hashtag for us, <laughs> and uh, it was definitely that. Uh, it was very much a bachelor pad. We didn't get a chance to actually play on the basketball hoop that was in front of the house. Doc and I could dunk on it. It was fantastic. Uh, so maybe next time, I have the the number of the place, so when we go back and do this again, I think we know exactly where we're going to stay and what we'll do. Uh, but first, before we move forward, thanks to Brent Hershey, Ray Murphy, and all the entire crew over at Baseball HQ for putting on an amazing experience this event. I can't tell you guys enough just how amazing it is. Just the people, again, the panels, just what you learn, your interactions. Uh, Eric and I both went to the Fantasy Football Expo, and while it's nice and fun in its own right, I think this experience trumped that in terms of just every every single aspect of it. And I can't recommend, if you are in the fantasy baseball space, I can't recommend this enough that you go out at least once just to get a taste of what this experience was like. It's something I will never forget. And I'm sure 
I echo Marty, Party, and Doc in mm -hmm. saying that. So yeah, um, and and just to piggyback off that, David, you know, you and I, the ex, the fantasy football expo is nice, and I'm 28 years old. I am by far one of the youngest people at the fantasy baseball expo, and I didn't feel that way at all. First pitch, Arizona, no matter what age, how long you've been following it, you know, fantasy baseball is a very niche community. And if you have the passion for that, you're going to fit right in. That's right. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk a little bit about the weekend and let's talk first. Just give me your favorite overall memory or memories of the weekend, things that stood out to you. Doc, I'll go to you first for this one. Again, it doesn't have to be just one thing. If there's a few things that stood out to you about the weekend, that's cool. But let us know kind of what are things you're going to take away from this weekend. Yeah, well, I did ditch you guys at some point to catch a Sun team <laughs> and saw Jeremy Grant hit a game winner. So that's one thing. Um, drafting with some of the greatest minds in the industry. And if that wasn't enough, baseball had was just about to end and we're doing a 2023 draft. There are no players on the actual board. You have to put them in an Excel spreadsheet and manually track who's being drafted. And this is a five-by-five five roto. You have one minute on the clock. So you got to be your sharpest. And especially when you make a pick and they're, oh, we don't know if we like that. And that um, you a lot. <laughs> that's, that's happened to you. So you also um, left out the point where you uh, where we didn't know the rules in terms of starting at the end. And, and we got grilled for that. <laughs> and shout out to Justin Mason. Great guy. But that's so funny because there are no rules. And what I mean by that, and I was talking to him about that afterwards, I was like, where where is like the list of rules or anything like that? We were given absolutely nothing. That's it's true. like you either know or you don't know. There was no way of like there was like it's not like we didn't like because that's the number one rule of any fantasy thing. No matter what you're doing, you read the rules. There were no rules. They didn't say like I didn't know. What I did he know. say when? Yeah, you there said wasn't that. a set amount of we're doing rounds now. It's like oh, let's see if we can get three more rounds. <laughs> well, in well, what did he say when you said that, Marty? I said that to him. Well, he goes, he goes, well, he's like, I did talk about the strategy of that to a lot of people, but I didn't tell you guys. Oh, like, uh, that sounds like Justin. Justin but to be fair, guy. they mentioned the Thanks. first pick, the first pick last year when the draft resume got Corey Knabel. So it doesn't always yeah. work out like that. Like didn't work Trey, out Turner, Trey Turner yeah. could stay true as the number one player and uh, Justin Mason go pocket aces with Garrett Cole and Corbin Burns. And that doesn't work out for him. So, just because he has the first pick of the 25th round doesn't mean that everything else makes it so. The 24th so or the 24th round. 24th round, 24th. whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's ultimately the strategy you want. them. I, I mean, I can understand where he's coming from, but you basically at first crack when all this news kind of settles down. Mm -hmm. um, so you could get a, a great closer that pops out of he's nowhere. He's going to be a as Chapman. He's going to be like at the Marlins. He's going to be in the Marlins. He's going to be somewhere or like, uh, who's the other uh, scrub uh, closer with a big name? Craig Kr uh, Kimbrell. Like he might have a starting role as a closer somewhere. Yeah, but that, yeah. That, that's the catch 22 because they'll get you like five saves but have like a 1.4 whip. We can hope. That's what I'm going to hope. Yeah. For him, I, I mean, Justin. I should have played it off better that I knew that th that was the rule because he was kind of like, when I saw you guys get the picks, he was like, oh, he's like, they don't know. He was like, he's like, trust me, the know. back end is where it's at. And I should well, have acted like, fair, oh, yeah. To be fair, my computer was dying. So I had to pick one or 15 so that I could put my computer in the charger. That's I don't true. know. I, I I appreciate that he told me at the very end. Of you live, you learn. You yeah. Know. Um, yeah, Marty and I don't have an excuse, David. You got a later pick. So yeah, my excuse is that there was no rules to read. So Marty got a first pick. We all have our. <laughs> <laughs> Doc, we interrupted you. Were there any other memories of the weekend? No, just I think 
you know, Marty said we've talked on Twitter and done podcasts with these guys and just seeing them in person, everybody is as genuine as they are online. So, um, you know, if, if you listen and you have any thought about going, I would definitely say do it. Marty, what about you? What are some memories from the weekend? I mean, yeah, without going too far into it, because there's so many things. We saw three baseball games. We saw a home run derby. We ate great food um, and even not so good food. And uh, with, the pizza was fine, but whatever. Well, we can go into that if we want. <laughs> we will go into that. But um, yeah, I mean, what stood out to me is kind of just like a small moment that was like at one point, you know, I'm you know, I'm in the I'm in the car. The Welsh from in this league is driving. Frank Stample sitting shoddy. You know, we're all just hanging out. You know, and I've only been in the industry maybe two, three years. And these were people that, you know, I've seen for years do this, you know, and next thing I know, we're all just, you know, we're just buddies, you know, guys being dudes, you know. And so that that's absolutely incredible. The draft was a lot of fun as I scroll through just all the random pictures that we have in <laughs> um, the live podcast, watching Eno get close to blackout drunk and just yelling stuff for a full hour on the uh, sleeper on the bus. So, I mean. God, the list is too long. I mean, there's so many things. I mean, I want to take our listeners kind of if they were able to be a fly on the wall for the entire weekend, at least with the TPF guys, because mm-hmm. uh, that's why they're listening, because they kind of want our our kind of look at the weekend. And just from at least from my perspective on Friday, it was really cool. The golf outing, I know, because I got there earlier than you guys. I got to walk in the lobby, see all the guys right from the start. And we were immediately drinking high noons on the golf course. Weather was not great, but uh, the vibes were at an all-time high. And it got to the point where even like on the uh, the last hole, I hit a ball and it went into a bunch of geese. <laughs> and like Bubba and Bloomfield were there both drinking, laughing their butts off. And uh, that was like the type of vibes of even from the start. And then you guys talked about going to the three AFL games. And Marty, I know that that night that Doc was at the Suns game, we were sitting with a bunch of the guys you already mentioned. And then there was a group of girls that I guess the, like the manager. Yeah, yep. like the, the manager, I think, invited them. And they were just mm-hmm. like heckling the players the entire time. Yep. And it was just, we were all like taking turns. Guys were going over there and talking to them, Colette, like leading the way. <laughs> and uh, oh, it was freaking hilarious. Um, and then, of course, just like the food you mentioned, we went to... Uh, a barbecue spot that was really good with Frank Stample. That was fun. Uh, fun, and then, you know, uh, going to the pizza place that you mentioned, which you didn't. Peter mention Piper Pizza. Place. Let's give him a shout out, okay? <laughs> which, what was the name of it again? Peter Piper Pizza. It's a Peter Piper Pizza. On the outside, we thought it was just a regular pizza place, and then we went in, and it was like a Chuck E. Cheese. And <laughs> we just ever going to eat here? I don't care. So we sat in like the section where all the kids are playing and just ate pizza and wings. It was fantastic. Um, and then ultimately, like just vibing with these two all weekend, it's always fun when you have guys that you're uh, really fond with and you bond with kind of just doing things together. Um, and so that was what this weekend was. It was all of us sticking together, except when Doc left us to watch go to the Suns game. But uh, other than that, it, the vibes were an all time high again. Like I, I'm going to miss out on guys and I apologize. But between Ryan Bloomfield, between Casey Bubba, between uh the, the, you know, Justin Mason, of course, and Danielle and between uh, Chris Clegg and Eric Cross and Frank Stample and the Welsh and goodness, great. Like Jesse Roche, Michael Govier, Michael Govier, of course, Joe Orco, Joe Orco. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I could go on and on 
And uh, I'm gonna. I don't want to keep forgetting anybody else's name because there's everybody. So like I mean, everybody. You know, honestly, like everybody was there. It was so I, I cool. Can't, I, let's Mike Carter, of course, the one oh, who stayed with yes. us, and and one of our guys. Yeah. Uh, I don't want to leave him out either. Uh, there, there was just every single where you looked, there was somebody that you've gotten a chance to know in this space, whether they've come on your show or you talk to them over Twitter, and they are either as nice or nicer in person. Mm-hmm. And I can't stress enough like i said in the beginning that you need to make this experience happen in your life and i don't know you know my circumstances in my life if i'll be able to do this every year but it's something i'm going to try to make as much a priority as possible yeah but you don't even need to be in you know in the industry you know or Mm -hmm. anything like that i mean you just if you like baseball and especially if you like fantasy baseball you're gonna have a blast going through all the panels and yeah, shout out to the Baseball HQ people because every single day was planned so well. There were so many different things that no matter what you were interested in or you know what, uh, no matter what your timeline was, you always had something you could do. So you never felt like you were kind of wasting time. You know, there's always something to do. Almost too many things to do where we couldn't do it all. You know, but uh, that was great. Yeah, for sure. Um, one of the other things I wanted to touch on here, we did watch some AFL games, and I want to ask you guys: Were there any players that stood out to you? during these games. And then I also want to touch on the home run derby after that. So Marty, let's start with you. Any AFL players stood out to you uh, positively or negatively? I mean, we have, it's already been said. if you listen to any podcast talking about the AFL is Matt Mervis, you know, I'm not nervous or nervous for Mervis. That's what everyone was saying Um, for the AFL. I mean, he had six home runs, 12 RBIs. He had four walks. He slashed 291, 344, 655. He hit a, I think he hit two home runs in the game. One of the games we were at, I know he hit at least one. Um, and then he skyrocketed up the, uh, the, the draft board um, in that, uh, that draft and hold that we did. I have it here in front of me. Let's see what round he went in like close to like, he went to like, I think it was like two twenty five or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yep, exactly. So um, yeah. So uh, Mervis stuck out and then uh, Heston Kierstad, of course, and and just in general, all of the jerseys are absolutely gorgeous. You know, I've never got to just be one foot away from a major league baseball jersey, and like those things pop, man. Like more more than than I would think. I know it sounds like elementary, but it's like those things are gorgeous. So uh, yeah, Herstad, Mervis, there were some more, but those are the two that stuck out the most to me. Yeah, those were two of the big names that were in the AFL, and they delivered very much so on the hype, Doc. You had one less game than us, but was there one that stuck out to you? Yeah, it's Jason Dominguez and somebody that I think in Dynasty, his value is, has still been going down. And really the thing that has kind of kept him afloat is just what a physical specimen he was. And speaking with the Welsh, who has been to many AFL games and seen a lot of guys come up, most notably and recently, Julio Rodriguez, he just said that he doesn't look like the same player. He looks very disinterested. And one of the things when we were there is there was a routine fly ball to center field and he played it very nonchalantly and he dropped it and he didn't do anything notable while we were there. No home runs that were smacked. I I think he actually declined to be in the home run derby. And you just don't like that from a prospect who hasn't even made it to the majors yet. If they already seem disinterested, you wonder what that does for his kind of long-term value. I was really disappointed when we saw him. I was expecting maybe – I don't even think he got on base in any of the, the at-bats I saw. So if you have him in Dynasty, just know it's maybe not as uh, as glamorous as you think it will be. 
Yeah, I think the key thing you said there is the Welsh that he looks disinterested because he's kind of been there for a few years. And you got to think at some point that kind of weighs on your psyche to where you're kind of, even if you're not trying to, you're not showing as much interest. And uh, so I wonder if he does get promoted, if that gear kicks in for him, but it definitely did not look that way. He dropped two balls that we watched uh, just in the outfield, just seemed like can of corn plays. And that just, I think, kind of speaks volumes for that. Um, one of the players that I don't think we knew too much about going in and we kind of knew more. Actually, I'll say two guys. Tyler Hardman of the yeah. Yankees had a double dong in one of the games that we watched, almost had three. And I asked the Welsh a little bit about him prior and he said he didn't really know much about him and didn't think he was that great of a prospect. And after those, he's kind of like, well, I have to look into him a little bit more. Stats weren't horrible uh, when you actually look at, like, I mean, they're not going to like jump off the page for you, but I mean, at the end of the day, 22 home runs, 81 RBIs and 14 stolen bases, 255 batting average and 412 at bats. So um, I think the K rates decently high, but uh, definitely someone I think that people knew his name after the weekend and didn't know it going in, at least most of us. And the other one was, I forgot the guy who won the home run derby um, from the Mariners. Gosh, we should really know that. I should have prepped that ahead of time. But he, I had another guy from the home run derby, but I didn't have the the guy from uh, the Mariners. Well, Edward Julian was the one in the home run derby that, to me, just showed his. He just everything he hit was opposite field, which was crazy. Because I was like, first of all, everybody jokes that he doesn't swing, and I after watching him, he really doesn't. But like, it was funny. I don't think I've ever seen somebody that literally just hit hits opposite field home runs. It was pretty funny to me. I was like, this is actually wild. He's a uh, a lefty that hits to uh, to left field. Yeah, I think it was uh, so Robert Perez Jr. Robert yeah. Perez, thank you. Yeah, he won it. Yeah, yeah, he won a PlayStation 5. That Which was is hilarious. Surprise. They were stoked for that. I mean, yeah, I would be too. I wouldn't mind having it, were. but it's like. You know, he's on a, hopefully he doesn't have to sell that for, uh, for food money. <laughs> oh, Marty, you beat me to it. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you guys like the home run derby? Yeah, that was a blast being in the, um, I loved watching, uh, doc <laughs> going from right field to left field, right field to left field. to try. <laughs> whoa, to whoa, 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 whoa. I stayed in right field the entire time. I went from center to right. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I'm not one of those kids that were the stampede. He's a righty to left field go, <laughs> which would still be awesome anyway. Um, I lo- I enjoyed uh, you, David, uh, sliding down the um, down no, that the hill. Was David. Marty, I think you have amnesia. None of these. No, I said David. You said, said me. Yeah, oh, I thought you said you and David. No, you're not good at listening. That's what. That's yeah, you're what not. The problem. <laughs> <laughs> Even though you did get a, some grass stains on your brand new AFL hoodie, which I knew. I, I did. Know. I wasn't happy. I don't know if you're that. able to get those out, but um. Yeah, I mean, the Derby was – I've never been to a home run Derby, and to see, like, God, that ball flies off the bat, you know? And these are just – these are minor leaguers. Like, I can't imagine what it's like being an actual professional, you know, at MLB, a home run Derby. It's probably even crazier. Yeah, I think it's also, like, when you're in a stadium, you see a ball get hit out for a home run, but most of the time you don't – you're not near where it's landing. And, like, being that close consistently, it's like an adrenaline rush. And I mm-hmm. think – I don't want to say – because. It's not fact, or I don't know if this is factual or not, but I feel like we were the first ones to actually be out in the outfield where everybody was still kind of yes. at behind home plate and kind of hanging around there at first. Yep. And then like eventually like more and more people started coming 
Just say the people were too cool for school. They didn't want to be the out there with the kids running around. Yep, we had yep. absolutely no problem being right in the middle of it the whole time. <laughs> we, we had and, no shame. We were like, by the end you. of it, guess who was every single person was out there next to us and they were all having a blast. Trying to catch a home run ball. Everybody was yep. trying to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh and it's just like, hey, it's like the, the rush, the experience, like you're not going to like throw a kid to the side, but like, I don't know. There are some adults that did that. Well, that I'm saying true. at least I can speak for us. Like we were trying to put ourselves in position to catch a ball, uh, but we're not, you know, throwing kids to the ground or uh, mm. doing anything like that. Jason think- Collette made fun of uh, the grownups who brought their gloves and no joke. If I make it out there for a home run derby, you bet your butt I'm bringing my glove. That's the yeah. only way you'll be able to get a ball. <laughs> That's true. Unless you use like your hat and you get lucky. Or yeah. or you stand at the opposite field, a bouncer comes and hits you in the hands and then you drop it and let someone else get it. Yeah, you hit you one in the hands when you dove for it. Yeah, you know, I, I almost got one from Jalen Ortiz and he put on a show. That's the other guy that we should talk about. I mean, some of the balls he hit were just skyrocketed. And I know he didn't end up winning, but I think he hit the furthest ball uh, out of any of the contestants. Yeah, it was a great home run derby. Uh, and I think that was the first time they have done that for the first pitch Arizona weekend. And I don't imagine it's going to go anywhere because I think it was such a big hit. Mm -hmm. Last couple things I wanted to touch on the panels, of course, which is a staple of this event. There were so many every single day. And I would say the hard part about this is that they all go at the same time. So unless you bounce around between the panels while they're going, you can't go to every single one. So that's the unfortunate part, but there's so much good information from these panels. Marty, was there a couple that stood out to you? Did you learn anything from some of these panels? What were your thoughts on those? Yeah. And, and first I want to start off by saying, if you are going to uh, first pitch Arizona and you live on the East coast, get as much sleep as you possibly can yes. before you fly over there. Cause everything starts early and no one's going to wait for you. So um, we all had our own struggles with, um, you know, s- s- getting there first thing in the morning and staying as late as we could. But yeah, the panels were incredible. Um, I don't, I don't want to steal your guys's, but um, uh, number one, just a breakdown of how the the NL offense, the National League offense, for the first time in forever, was sizably better than the American League offense with the implementation of the DH. Now, on paper, that's a, that's kind of obvious. Like, well, yeah, okay. So if you add you know, the NL finally has a DH for a full season. They are going to have more offense. But the fact that they even did better than the AL, where I've heard people really get as many NL uh, pitchers as possible um, because of because the AL usually scores more runs. Now that's kind of that's going to be going back and forth from here moving forward. And then the last thing was Rob Silver. Shout out to him um, and his presentation on pitching, starting pitching wins. And uh, hopefully I don't get a copyright from uh, from Ray Murphy or Brent. But um, so the 2022 Pittsburgh Pirates starting pitchers had a total of 21 wins as a pitching mm-hmm. staff, 21. The Houston Astros had 84 wins as a pitching staff. And the 84 wins um, the, the Astros had uh, had more. Like if you combine them all, they had more wins than Pittsburgh, Washington Nationals, and the Reds combined. So um, make sure you're getting your really good starting pitchers. That's what I learned. It was oh, that was an, <clears throat> an amazing panel. I, that one was one that really stuck out to me as well. Doc, did you have one? I was going to say Marty. Marty took it from uh, Rob Silver's about <laughs> starting pitching wins, um, and I think a great point he made: the the number of wins in MLB stays consistent each year, 162 games. So you know you measure that out by the the 30 teams and whatever algorithm he wants to use. Um, just kind of playing tongue in cheek there, but. 
that you can't really chase wins the way that you used to and that you want to go for for teams that are you know it's hard to prove that MLB teams are tanking but it's pretty evident by payroll and when someone like Max Scherzer makes more than the entire Pittsburgh Pirates or the Baltimore Orioles you know that they're not giving their pitchers good opportunities to win whether they don't want to pitch them five or they won't have the run support and especially if you play in a roto league you need to get those early so I think I'm going to go more pitching heavy. That's what I did in our draft with uh, Justin Mason and Spore in them. And we'll see if it pays off. Yeah. And I I think that was all the panels were great, but I know that one stuck out to a lot of us Um, because the first day of panels, we kind of, we got there a little late and I know we were kind of first trying to fight being super tired. We were used to it by the second day. Um, But I know we were all taking notes on that one especially. So I think that one was our favorite one. And also shout out to the podcasts that were mm-hmm. filmed. Bubba and the Blooms was fantastic. And the pitcher list on the corner one was fantastic. And then to top it off with the cherry on top being the sleeper and the bust one that we watched, uh, that one with, you know, be <laughs> what, you know, was being after as many drinks as he had. And uh, just the, I mean, I, I've listened to sleeper and the bust, but I wouldn't say li- religiously, and that episode, I feel like, is already one of the best of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just one of the best podcast episodes in general, any fantasy baseball podcast of all time. I was laughing my butt off during that one, even though there were shots fired at us a couple times. Uh, those that are means our we guys. made it. That means we made it, <laughs> That's baby. Right. It does. Between uh, Paul Spore <laughs> and Justin Mason, those are two of our uh, the guys we love most in this industry. And you can see why. They're just awesome individuals. And uh, Jason Collette too, even though I don't think we've ever had him directly on this show. If we did, it was a it was a while back, I think. Yeah. Um, Paul Spore was funny throughout the uh, the whole draft. I like, dude, he was just that's a funny guy, <laughs> funny guy. Oh yeah, it was uh, the whole weekend was just fantastic in general. Um, but guys, it kind of I think that was pretty much touching on most of the weekend. We could talk about more golf though, if Eric would like to hear <laughs> some more golf stuff. <laughs> He's shaking not. his. But yeah, shout out again to Mike Carter, the 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 fourth uh, triple triple player at the triple this, playhouse. This, this is where Art learns he's been replaced. Once, yeah. he, <laughs> once he decided to be the Doom Doctor, we we three met privately and we said we we can't allow this anymore. We're trying to build an audience, scare everybody away. Uh, but yeah, Mike Carter's is awesome in real life as he is on. I mean, everybody knows dude. Mike Carter's the best dude online, but he's the same way in person too. Yeah, just genuine, super nice, friendly. You know, all of it. He fit in really well with us. The mm-hmm. he wasn't with us the first night, but the next two days, and uh, it was a blast. Everything about the weekend was a ton of fun. So, wrapping us up here, it's again. This is just a bonus pod, just an AFL recap for those that were interested that either were there. And just want to hear our experience or those that weren't and kind of want to get a sense of what the weekend is. Again, highly recommended that you go out there at least once to experience it for yourself. And the weekend is what you make of it. If you're social with people, if you get to talk to others and you are invested in the panels and you go to the games, uh, you'll have a good time. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody that's in this space wants to do that. So make sure you guys get on it. As soon as they announce the stuff for next year, I would recommend you buy those tickets as early as you can. You get your room or whatever set up and you uh, experience everything we got to experience. Yep. You're going to make some friends. So the last thing I'll say is that I was at the airport about to fly back to Detroit and I hear Marty, Marty. And I'm like, what? And Nick Pollock's yelling my name to say what's up. I'm like, look at that. I'm glad you, you know? mentioned Nick Pollock because he was someone I didn't mention originally in like the list of all the guys. Who, and he is, 
I, I mean, obviously I've done some shows with him. He's been on here a few times. Nick Pollock, man, like he's the one that comes up to you and says, yep. like, hey, how are you doing, man? And like Nick Pollock, man, he, he goes out of his way to come and say hi to people. Um, doesn't big time anybody. And, and he's as big in the space as anybody is. And uh, what a genuinely good dude. I mean, Alex Fast is amazing too. I didn't get a chance to talk to Alex very much over the weekend. I know he was doing 20 bazillion things. Um, but man, Nick Pollock, dude, he's... He's such a good dude um, and always going to help you out anytime you need help with anything. So it's just, have you ever talked to Nick Pollock before? Like reach out to him because he's such a good dude. And um, he was one of the highlights for the weekend for me, for sure. Uh, I'm glad you brought him up because I, I didn't want to make sure he was forgotten in the entire weekend as well. And I think he's it's just as nice as anybody in this space. I know you can't see the video version of this, but a tear just dropped down David's eye. No, I'm not. Come on, stop that. Uh, maybe, maybe. Uh, again, there's there. I'm. That's why I feel bad because I know there's other people from the amazing weekend that I'm going to forget, and I should have just made the list ahead of time. And I'm as soon as we stop recording, I'm going to be like, why did I forget this person? Um. So if you guys think of somebody as we're signing off here, please just shout them out really fast. <laughs> but for Doc, last chance. For Marty. Um, cross Clegg Sport, Justin Mason, Danielle, uh, Bubba. Okay, go to Marty. I'll try and thank someone. I'm going through all my photos really quickly. <laughs> I think we, I think, oh yeah, shout out to Danielle. I know you already did, but like, yeah. she was the first person that when I walked into the hotel, she's like, hey, Marty. And I'm like, you know, just been, oh, Sarah, uh, Sarah Sanchez. Shout out to her. And Lauren Auerbach. Lauren. Yeah. Lauren's awesome. And shout out to my golf Jenny buddies. Butler. Shout out to my golf buddies, too, Chris Olson and Kevin Hastings, because they're freaking awesome, too. That's our See? my golf group for eternity. Me, uh, them two, and Joe Orico. You can't separate us now. That's that's our guys. That's our group. Um, Did we do Ariel uh, Cohen? Did Ariel Cohen. Ariel Thank Cohen. you. Ariel Cohen's a beast. ATC, baby. ATC. Uh, Marty Tallman. Yeah. Uh, I was there. Forgot about Marty Tallman. Yeah, don't, don't do that. Uh, uh, Will Will Garofalo. Oh, yeah, Will. Will Will's the man. Will is, Will is the man. I'm yeah. glad we're taking a couple minutes to make sure we don't yes. forget people Will, because I I don't want to. If you forget. listen to this, dude, you are you are a great dude. You know, like down to earth. Like I could just I could just talk. It felt like Lucas I was talking Barry? to somebody Lucas, I grew up with. Lucas Barry. And of course, Britton Allen. Man, like he was yes, like sir. Last to meet him in person. He was taller than I thought he would be. I don't know. If- Triple play zone came up to me. Doc, nice to meet you. And I was like, oh, that's the Britain now. So was he wearing glasses voice. when he, when he uh, introduced himself? I don't think he was, but I, I was like, three's a magic number. <laughs> when, you did I, actually say that. Did he really? That's awesome. When I, I walked in, he was wearing glasses and talking to two other people, and I had no idea it was him until he said, he said, Dave? And then I, once I heard the accent, I was like, oh, I was like, Brett's Britain. But yes. like, I definitely didn't recognize him with the glasses. And again, he's taller than I, He's like 6'3". I think or something like that. Yeah, he's um, a he's a tall guy. Yeah, major shout out to him. One of the nicest dudes. He's he's very funny, just as as he is on his podcast. You know, he's just um you know funny in real life as well. Plus, I know I really enjoyed his company when I was absolutely freezing on that upper field deck and having a beer, and he was still making me laugh the entire time. Yeah, dude, that was fun. That uh, I wish I got to talk with him more over the weekend. Um, but we kind of got like spurts hanging out with him. I I didn't see him too many at, at the AFL games. Maybe I just missed him on that. Um, 
No, but, I ran into him in one of the conferences, though. I was like, hey, what's yeah, up? Yeah. And then he disappeared again. I was like, where'd he go? <laughs> Sneaking uh, in. We, we love you, Britton. We love you, man. Yes, we do. Luke, all right, all right. Let's let's end the pod now. This is embarrassing. <laughs> no, I mean, Lucas. Think it's the opposite because we're making sure we take the time to to uh, shout talk out to whoever got David sick. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who it was. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> all right, for Doc, for Marty Party, I'm D Mendy. We're gonna make like a bread truck and we're gonna haul these buns. We'll talk to you guys in the next one. <laughs>